I thought she was going to speak. She looked at me, closed her mouth, took another audible breath, looked down again at her tea, and then began to speak. Unable to hold eye contact, she told her story to her tea instead. They're dead, Luke. All of them. Gone. Well, almost all. The scientists don't know why there are still some of us here. She then lifted her head just slightly and looked at me, so as to gauge my reaction. Apparently it was not much of one. You didn't know, she said, honestly surprised, as much confused as to how I couldn't know as she was surprised that she needed to tell the story. She had never recounted it before, which made sense, I suppose. To whom would she have? No, I said, I didn't know. I suspected, of course, but I didn't really know. I paused. We both sort of fidgeted a bit, not knowing what to do with the sadness suddenly engulfing the room. You mean everyone? I mean, everywhere, I asked, perhaps a little desperate. Apparently. It started here, but quickly moved abroad. The statistics were looking very grim indeed by the time the TV and radio started to putter out. She paused. As though to sound hopeful, she added, But really, there's no way to know. I was honestly shocked. My mother always said, Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to, which had always seemed like odd advice, especially since I had always wanted to know the answers to every question I had asked. Until today... Now I was confronted with information that, this time, had not seeped from my subconscious to my conscious. Normally, any number of dreamings and fantasies would seem more and more plausible if the circumstances were more and more probable, but those things could easily be brushed aside in my mind, since they had come from the other place. But this information was front-loaded, fed into the logic center by someone I could trust. This was discombobulating. I couldn't think of a thing to say, and must have by now become visually frazzled, for Ping interjected, I am sorry to be the one to tell you, and on such a day of celebration. I think I began to cry. I hadn't felt this helpless before, and by that I mean ever. And here I was, slowly losing control in front of someone I had hoped to make my friend. How must this have looked? But I couldn't help myself, and in a gesture of great kindness and solidarity, Ping got up from her seat, came to sit next to me, and put her hand on my hand. 
I can't say how long we sat there. Occasionally I would look up in my silent crying to see that she was crying too. I felt such a kinship with her now. She was one of the only people left here and consequently was also one of the only people who could understand what we both must have been feeling. We lived in a society that never wanted us, in which we never felt at home, which rejected us at every turn, but in which we had found a place, a place carved out by ourselves and those who loved us, a place just big enough against the grain of the hard granite of the inflexible world, just big enough for one person. We had always felt persecuted in this world by our brothers and sisters in the great family of mankind. Now, though, that our abusers were dead, the people who could never have understood us and never once seemed to try, we longed to see them again. Like in some Twilight Zone episode where a child wishes everyone he ever knew would be dead, we were surprised when it happened, and quickly so very sad that it did. We were surrounded now with the great monoliths and tributes to man's greatness. We lived in a skeletal monument to his progress. We would walk under their massive shadows, like explorers, seeing a lost civilization for the first time. Long since forgotten, its buildings and streets were permanently embedded with the sweat and tears squeezed from a people intent on transforming the world around them. They would be indelible marks upon the land. Now those marks would hover over us. They would be the great chains about us, almost too stark a reminder of what greatness could be rent asunder by things smaller than the eye can see. I don't know how I knew that she was thinking the same thing at that moment, but her hand in mine I felt accepted completely and wholeheartedly in a way that I never have, which made at least some of the tears tears of release and joy, mixed, of course, with a great many of sorrow. <laughs>